Hey fam, I am excited for this one because, I don't know, I'm a little bit proud of the title. I feel like it would draw people in. I don't know, tell me what you think. But today we're talking about three ways I saved $10,000 and managed my money while also going to college full-time. So tell me, okay, do you ever wonder why you have like no money left or you're scared to use your card or Venmo someone because you're like, ah, really close to the edge of not having enough like I don't know what's left in my account your paycheck comes and it goes so fast do you want some fast secrets of like okay you're outside with me there are cars going by but it's gorgeous out and it's August and so sorry about that um so fast secrets on how I not only graduated college debt-free but the second like the other side of the coin is how I had $10,000 left over in my bank account after graduation because I didn't use it all because I, I had scholarships and other things, but I actually organized it, managed my money, and saved it. I'm going to tell y'all how I did that today. Let's get into it. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Fun, relatable story coming at you. I am a fan of debit cards. Why? Because this girl wants no debt. A debit card is connected to your checking account, so you're only using the money that you have. So you have to be kind of more on top of it and aware of what's going on and know, you know, that you won't be going into debt and then having to pay interest on it. And that pack of gum that I bought that was only like a dollar nowadays is probably two dollars or whatever or five, um, isn't going to be like 50 bucks after you go through interest. Anyways, I digress. But debit cards, even though it's connected to your current money, like you got to know what you have. And so there have been many times where I've been like, yeah, I think I have enough in my checking account still using my debit card. Like I have it budgeted out what I spend. Um, but sometimes before I was so much on top of it, it would be kind of stressful. It'd be like, I'm getting gas, I'm buying food, or I just want to like go see a movie with my friends, use my card. I think there's enough on it. And it's so embarrassing to even like get it declined, right? Because it's, it's different than a credit card. It's not that, um, it, it's that if it's declined as a debit card, that there's not enough money in your checking account. Now, it could just be simply going on the banking app 
or online and transferring the money over that was supposed to be in that account was the wrong account. But it's still stressful. Well, here's the thing. It's either stressful when you're not sure if you have it or sometimes I would be like awkwardly uh, embarrassing or sometimes I was just like YOLO, let's just do it, which I know YOLO is so old, but I'm like in my 20s. I'm older than you people. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> and I I would just be like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Like it, I was either nervous about it or I was on the verge of being too casual about it and be like, oh, I'm sure I have money in there. And that did not always uh, pay off in the end, so to speak. So um, that we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about that's kind of some of the stuff going on when I started full-time school. So if you know my story, the overarching situation of it is I graduated. Oh, there's another car. Okay. I graduated from college debt free and that was a process that I've learned. And I want to tell you all about how I did that in this whole podcast, like entire in its entirety and walk you through it. But my story was I started by testing out of some classes and going part time. But by the time I started going full time, I had found a full ride scholarship at my local community college. Yeah, check out check them out community colleges. They usually have some really great scholarships. But anyways, I found a full ride and I was like I'm ready to do full time even though I don't know what I want to study. I didn't at the moment. I just like I still have prereqs I need to get done. So, you know, I was just going to start full time. In the midst of that, you know, I was working part time and whatnot. And so I need to like, but I didn't know in the future if I'd have money for college. I was always thinking ahead whether I wanted to or not, whether I was being smart or I was just worrying about it, which it's not good to overthink on it, about, well, I have this money now, this semester or this year is paid for, but what about the next one? And so I tried to keep that in mind as I saved money in case I would need it future years, as well as saving money for stuff like someone you wanted to travel or like for Christmas. So long story short, I'll go into the details more, but I I did end up learning how to manage it and save money. I saved actually over $10,000 while I was in college and didn't need to use it for college because of grants and scholarships and other things I had gotten. And so I had that left over in my bank account after graduation. And then I was able to just like start a business right after college and have no boss, right? (laughs) And nothing against having a boss. I just, I I felt free and I felt a cushion to be able to kind of go into a dream. So, how? How did I do this? Well, the very first step, um, I hope this doesn't give you like a cringe-worthy <laughs> uh, vibe, but it's having a budget. I know, I know, it's probably super lame. Honestly, though, I have so much fun when it's time to do my budget, but probably because I've seen the power of it. So I want you to imagine this. You get your paycheck and you know you have certain like bills to pay. Okay, you do that. And then uh, you buy food or whatever else you need. And then it's like gone a week or a few days or whatever before your next paycheck. That's overwhelming. I mean, if you have gotten to that point and really like not been able to survive, you probably have stopped doing that. But especially um, like a friend of mine that I've had who would have savings and then just pull from her savings, which there are times to do in life situations. That's what they're for, kind of to save you. 
I just made that up. <laughs> but saving save you. But you don't want to just do that willy-nilly because perhaps those are for something that's for something specific like if your car breaks down and then your car breaks down and then you don't have the savings and then you can't even get to college or work and then you, you anyways not going into that uh, so basically you got to know where your money is where it's going so i love to tell people the dave ramsey quote that you need to tell your money where to go instead of wondering where it went i love that one i'm gonna say it again tell your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Now, it's not a straitjacket. It's a calendar for your money. Did you have plans to have supper with a friend tonight and it fell through? Or you're sick? Or you decide to reschedule? Like, that's fine. You just have time to do something else instead. Like, a budget is not that you're exactly, like, straitjacketed to it, if that's a word. It's that you can see how much money you're going to have over the next couple weeks or month. You know where it needs to go for the absolute pertinent things. And then you know how much money you have left that you can put into savings or spend on fun stuff. And yes, both saving and some enjoyment of your money are both super important. Don't neglect either, I'd say. Maybe not equal. Like, like if you earned an extra $1,000 and you're going to save 500 and have fun with 500 maybe you might want to save a little more than you spend for fun because, you know, long term. But still, you want to have, like, fun with money and save money. Anyways, I digress. So, basically, a budget at the top is very simple. A lot of times people want to make it complicated on a YouTube video or in the apps. It's the amount of money that you're expecting to get at the top and then all your expenses subtracted below it. So at the very bottom, you get to zero. You can do this on your own in a notebook. I'd recommend using an app like Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar app because it kind of just lays it out for you. And as the month goes on, if something changes, like you rescheduled that like friend date tonight that you're going to have supper and now you have time to do something else. If something changes, it's fine. You just... If, if you decide to change it, you think it through, you have to, you just make a tweak in your budget, you know, and it's just telling your money where it should be going and also, you know, being able to look back at the month and see where it all went instead of wondering where it went. So Dave Ramsey's free app, and I'm not, it's not a sponsored thing. I don't get any kickback or money for advising this to you. I just, I use it and it lays out what your month looks like and how much money you have for each thing and how much money you have left. Now, if you don't know exactly how much money you will be getting, you can guesstimate, you know, because sometimes it depends on hours and stuff. And I would always suggest guesstimating a little low. I am just doing an example here. You probably make more than this, but if you were going to get a hundred, you usually get like a hundred and fifteen dollars a month from something but you're not sure because the, how, how the hours will be, well, you can round down and say you'll get 100 or whatever. And then if more money comes in, it's just icing on the cake. You put a little more to savings, you spend a little bit going to the movies. You know, it's just that is how you're actually going to see where you could cut things out or add things in and where you can save money. So that's the foundation. That's step one or, or the first way. And with that, I've done that for the past like almost... 15 years because I was even doing it 
back in the day when I was younger, but in a very smaller, like minuscule way, you know, back when I wouldn't even earn $50 or $100 a month, but I digress. So that's the start of it. Next thing. So now that you have that foundation for funds and money and to organize it and to not be freaked out about it, know that you can adjust it and change it if stuff comes up, but it's just like directing it instead of wondering where did it all go. So you lay it out and then to be able to save that much money, $10,000 or five or a thousand or whatever, whatever your goal is, whether that's to buy something or I'm going to do it in the example of to save money for college right now. Um, I'll walk you through next steps. The next step is <laughs> that you, sa- so the first step was you saved the money or you're working on saving the money over a long period of time, like a little bit every month. The next step is Try not to use it. And I know, I don't mean don't use the money that you budgeted, but the money you're saving, try not to use it because we want to get you scholarships. We want to get you grants. We want to get you um, cool ways that you can lower expenses by cheap textbooks and where you just get paid to sit there and do your homework and basically all the stuff that my podcast talks about. So go back in the archives, look through the podcast. I have stuff about different scholarships, about how I got paid to just sit in class and take notes. Yes, paid to sit in a class I was already in and take notes that I was already going to take. Go back and look on how to be a note taker and get money for that. Um, we The first way I did it is budgeting your money, but the second way is going to be not having to use the money you saved so that you can have it for next semester or have it for after college, right? So how to get scholarships. Yeah, we're going to have you go back and look at some of my previous episodes. For example, like three ways to find scholarships specific to you or even the last episode that I just uh, aired. It's a $1,500 book lover scholarship calling all the bookworms to come apply to this. I tell about different scholarships. I show ones that you can go apply for. I explain um, ways that you can search. Okay, so episode 226 is three ways to search and find the scholarships specific to you. And for example, two, episode 222 is how to apply for a scholarship in five easy steps. So that's the sort of thing I'm talking about. You don't want to have to spend the money you're saving. You want somebody else to pay for your college, right? At least that's what I wanted to do. So do you want help with that? I can walk you through stuff for free in those episodes, ways you can look it up. But do you feel like you don't even have time to do that? Like you might have time to like listen to this podcast as you work out or drive or walk or whatever. But what if you just had someone to do it for you? I can help you with that. What if you didn't have to search for scholarships because you were instead handed a list of scholarships that were tailor-made for you? What if I told you I could find you between $10,000 to $20,000 or even up to $30,000 in scholarship opportunities? Well, I can. (laughs) Okay, Uh, this is totally possible. I myself, you know this story already, graduated from college debt-free, money left over my bank account, And I was able to completely pay for college without my parents' help or without working full-time all throughout college. So if you don't want to deal with scholarships yourself, I created the free, yes, the free scholarship strategy session where I learn about your plans for school and then we make a plan on scholarships that I can find for you to apply for. I want you to get the most money possible so that you can have 
a stress-free and debt-free college experience. So the conversation for us to talk is free. And then if you are interested after we talk and hire me, hiring me, I can grammar, then I can find you scholarships for college that then you can go apply for. So imagine if you didn't have to do the research, you didn't have to sift through all, or maybe you don't even know where to look to find scholarships. I do it for you and then you take them and run and apply for them yourself. If you're interested, go on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace. And it's also in the show notes below. All right, and the last way that I saved $10,000 and managed my money while going to college full-time is another way to not have to spend your savings. So first imagine you have savings, then that you have scholarships. Now we're going to talk about extremely lowering your college expenses so that you don't have to use that money you have saved. Q. <laughs> Hacks, school hacks, testing out of college, um, saving money on coffee, saving money on textbooks, etc., etc. There's stuff out there called CLEP tests, college level examination programs, where if you already know the content of a class or just even something from high school or you just finished it in high school or whatever, then you go take one of these tests and it's kind of like taking the final exam of a class. And if you pass it, then you get college credits and you don't have to go take the whole class. Now you do need to make sure that your school accepts these. A lot of schools do, but I just wanna put a disclaimer in that you need to make sure because you know something might be different now. And that way you don't have to pay the hundreds or thousands of dollars to do a college class. These tests can be anywhere from free if you get a reimbursement through some um, different companies that do that to like $100, $200. Imagine getting three college credits for 100 bucks instead of 1500 or thousands or whatnot. That is a way that you can significantly lower your college expenses. If you're interested in something like this, go on back and listen to episode number two, like way back in the day. One of my original episodes, number two, because it tells my story about how I tested out of my first, my entire first year of college I tested out of. So that would help you as well as you can go back and learn other ways that you can lower expenses. So it's it's kind of like you have money for college or you don't have money for college, but you want to go to college. You hopefully earn money through job and whatnot, but you try to get just that saved and then you get scholarships so that you have more money of somebody else paying. And then we also want to lower expenses. So, for example, you can go back and listen to episode 225 that has five tips to save $400 on coffee in college. Um, let's see, you can also go back to earn money while you study, which is episode 218, three jobs that pay you to do your homework. Um, yeah, that's awesome, right? <laughs> it's kind of like multitasking, but like not really. That's confusing. I don't mean you're trying to do two things at once. I mean, like you're sitting at a student job getting paid to just sit there and answer the phone, and then if there's nobody calling you or talking to you, you just do your homework and get paid. Basically, I want you to earn money for college, save it as best you can through having a budget, find scholarships, 
which I can help you do as well, and lower your expenses through other weird school hacks like testing out of classes, getting paid to sit there and take notes or do your homework. There are also ways to get free or cheap textbooks for college by renting them. I have some episodes on that. So all these other hacks and tips, I will put some in the description and in the show notes below. But those are the three ways that I saved $10,000 and managed my money while going to college full time, entirely full time. And I transferred from my community to college to a university. I was still able to pay for college debt-free. By the time I went there, it is more expensive than a community college, so I did have to use some of my saved money. So I did pay cash for some of my college. So I actually had more than 10000 saved, but I had to use some of it. But that's fine. That's good. It, I did it to finish school. And if you need help with this, I want you to keep listening to the podcast, all free content, where I go over ways to find scholarships. I tell you about scholarships that you can learn about. And if you want to know about certain scholarships that are very specific to your situation, whether your major you know, or your interests or hobbies, even weird ones like the Disney Superfan Scholarship I just posted about a couple weeks ago. Hit me up on calendly.com slash money and mental peace and we can talk in a free discovery call about how I could find you scholarships for college and all your plans around school. That's calendly.com slash money and mental peace and i love you guys bye hey girl okay so before you run off to calculus if this podcast has brought you any encouragement would you please write a review on itunes or take a screenshot post it in your insta stories and tag me let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college see you next time love and prayers kara